When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 4, Chapter Titled Fraternity Row. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we appreciate all of you for hanging out with us as we talk about Boy Meets World and random nonsense. Yeah. Which is more of what we do, I think. No, we definitely talk about Boy Meets World. That's true. A we lot. talk a lot about it. Um, speaking of random nonsense, Tanya. Yeah. How have you been? What have you been up to? What's your life like? Uh, pretty much the same as it was last yeah. week, except that the prom came out on Netflix and I've watched it like four times. How do you feel about it? I love it so much. Mm. And it's not a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. but I still love it so much. It's right a now. musical, and you love musicals. I do love musicals, and like 2020 is the year of the musical. I've gotten so many. So if you guys know a good musical on Netflix that Tanya needs to check out, hit or, her up. Or but on there's... Amazon, or on Hulu, or on anything. I don't think there's any chance you know one that she doesn't. That's so... not true. There's probably tons I don't know. On streaming services? I don't know. I think there's tons you don't know, just in general. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But no, I mean, like, you know everything that's on these streaming services. I'm learning new ones every day. You're a streamaholic. I didn't know I was going to love the Dolly Parton Christmas movie for this year as much as I did, and I loved that one. Uh, shut your mouth. Because before that was coming out, you were like... I can't wait for the Dolly Parton Christmas. Well, and then I thought that it was going to be like an ensemble, just like a bunch of people coming together to sing songs. And I don't like those like Christmas specials. She did do one of those Mm -hmm. this year, but then she also put out a movie on Netflix and it was so good. I Mm. loved it so much, but I love the prom more. Love all the musicals. Good. But otherwise, it's just been uh, trying to figure out what Christmas presents to make and which Christmas presents to buy and how to make Christmas special this year. And it's been a lot. Mm -hmm. But I love Christmas. Yep. What have you been up to? What's Uh, your life been like? So, so I, mm, I wish I did a gaming podcast like once a year just so I could talk about the things that are going through my head. Because all you, all you do with your life is play video games? No, but um, Cyberpunk 2077 came out last week, and it, it it is the biggest game to come out in years, and mm-hmm. I have so many thoughts on it, and I'm so, like, my thoughts on it are so swirled around. I expected so much, and I, and I feel, um, I feel lied to a little bit. So as of right now, where you are in the game, would you recommend it? No. Or... No. No, I wait. Also, it's not good on consoles. Like, it's not good on PS4 and Xbox. So, it's only good on PC. Oh. And even then, it's it's got a it's a whole mess. Um, and mostly, like, it's not a bad game. I think I think I'm trying to figure that out in my head. It's not a bad game, and I need to get further in it before I really know how I feel about it. But. It's not what I expected it to be, which is a problem. Like when you when the expectations are so high and then the game is not definitely not great. I think when games are hyped up as big as this one has been, I mean it's been being hyped up for a couple of years at least. Like I longer, yeah. I specifically remember Keanu Reeves coming out mm-hmm. uh during the game awards, not this year, but the previous year to talk about it. And it's been overly hyped, so it's not a surprise. Like, if it was really, really good, it wouldn't be a surprise. But if it's not as good as the hype is, then it's, like, a disappointment. Where when you you play a lot of indie games and you go into them with no real expectation of what they're going to be, and you get so surprised at how great they are, it's it's a way better experience. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that a game can't live up to the hype. Like, there are games that have come out and have lived up to the hype. I right. Mean, it's it's the same with anything. Like, there are books where people are just like, this has to come out, and it finally comes out, and it's like, ah, shit. Right. So the hype is a problem. I, mm-hmm. I, I would rather go into everything with zero hype. Right. Um, 
but it's CD Projekt Red, and they made The Witcher, and and they had promised a lot for this game, so, like a lot of interactivity, and like this world is going to be so alive, and the world is just not. I don't game a lot, and I don't know a ton about games, but I do know that there has always been a lot of hype around The Witcher too, mm-hmm. and that those games tend to fall short of the hype for you as well. well. So The Witcher 3 initially did fall short of the hype. It because it the systems aren't great and it's and it's convoluted to play. But the more I played, the more I liked it. Now, by the end of it, I was ready for it to end because I felt like it dragged a bit there. Mm-hmm. But once you get used to the game, it was great. So that's kind of what I'm hoping here. But I will say, like, I expected the world to be super alive and vibrant. And it's just like I was talking to my friends yesterday about it. And it's dumb little video game things. But like I walk into a room where there's a like a you're at a strip club or a club or whatever. And you're in a room with with people dancing and people sitting and drinking. And I just open the door to this private room and walk in and they just keep going about their business and then I take all of their like money off the table and I walk out and nobody says anything because it's just like they're just these static characters in this world doing this thing and what you do doesn't affect them. You know what? This game sounds perfect for me and I want to play it. Like <laughs> I love a game where there's actually no real consequences for what I'm doing. That sounds perfect. I You would expect in a game like this, though, that like the characters would be like, what the hell are you doing? And you'd start a fight or whatever. Um, and it just... It, literally no reaction and then i went to go leave the club and the girl at the front desk goes oh come on in honey and i'm like wait i i'm I'm leaving i think it sounds wonderful you know what it lives up to the hype that sounds perfect it reminds me of when i used to play sims like religiously and we figured out like the cheat code to get unlimited resources and you could just play and play and play and play like with no consequence whatsoever like it's perfect. Well, then you can watch me play the rest of this game. Oh, I don't have time minute, for that. It's Christmas time. Minute by minute. Um, anyway, that's that's what I've been up to. Um, waffling on whether or not I even want to play this game right now. Well, it's a good thing you have other things you need to do. Right. Like, you've got desks to build. We've got Christmas to figure out. Like, you don't have to immerse yourself in a game right now. Right. Maybe once the winter blues set in, like, hardcore. Oh, they're here. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. But they always get worse after Christmas. For you. And then tangentially for me, because you're a mess. <laughs> but um, but they're here for me. Like, I'm just not enjoying things right now. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's It's especially bad for me this year. I'm sorry. I hope that things get better for you. <laughs> Thanks. I think maybe you shouldn't play Cyberpunk because it's not making things better for you. Play something that'll make you happy. I don't know what will though right now. Look through seed catalogs. It's not. That's not gonna beautiful help me. and and happy. See, <laughs> watch every musical that comes out on Netflix. I don't. I don't think you're thinking about me. <laughs> watch homesteading videos on YouTube. No, you know how it turns out. I just figured it out. You're thinking about you. Well, at least I know how to uh, chase my winter blues away. Yeah. Now figure out what makes you chase your winter blues away. I will. I'm very excited because one of the things that I've like uh, been looking forward to to over the past, I don't know, maybe three weeks, a month. I don't remember when it was announced, but there is a podcast starting tomorrow um, that is a musical audio fiction podcast. I think it's called Into, Into Strange Woods. It's by the Atypical Artists, which I love so much. And that should help, too. I can't wait for it to start tomorrow. Good. What do you guys do to chase away the winter blues? Tell us on Facebook or Twitter. And give me suggestions. Is this a thing, like, everybody deals with? Most. I mean, it's very, very common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if mine are winter blues. Like, it's just I'm down right now. Yeah. But... <laughs> You just gotta go play with the chickens. What a okay. This is again. <laughs> that's you're thinking about somebody else when you're when you're saying these things. I just like the things that I know would make you happy would be you know finding a really good game to play and immersing yourself in it or 
whatever like that, like, I don't, I can say that to you and I don't know that it would necessarily help. Right. Because I don't know what is going to do that for me right now. Right. What game or movie or show or book or comic, like, there's just nothing right now that's drawing me in. So I got to find something. I think part of the reason why your winter blues have set in so early is because you finished Critical Role. Oh, I mean, I finished Critical Role. I finished Full Metal Alchemist. Um, there isn't really a game that's kind of like keeping me engaged. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any of that external um, stimulation. So I need to find something. Um, and maybe that means I need to find a thing that's not consuming media. Right. I just don't know what that is yet. Building desks? I, I'm not going to build 150 desks. But um, anyway, you know what else we did? <laughs> what? We sadly watched, we depressedly watched Boy Meets World. I wasn't depressed. I watched yeah. like four homesteading videos this morning and I made everyone breakfast and drank Watts coffee. Um, so anyway, we watched Boy Meets World season five, episode four, chapter title. Fraternity Row. And uh, I'm going to have to ask you, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Tanya Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Blurb. It's only you said Tanya Elizabeth with an H in the beginning. That's what I'm going to start calling you when you're in a bad mood. I'm going to call you Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that and I feel like it would make my mood brighter. Good. Uh, Elizabeth, blurb me up. <laughs> the blurb for season five, episode four, Fraternity Row is Eric and Jack plan to attract women by starting a fraternity. This episode was directed by Alan Myerson, Three Aliens in a Trench Coat, and it was written by Andy Gordat. That's new. That is new. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, let's talk about the episode. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry the beginning of this episode has been a bummer. I don't think it's been that much of a bummer. I think everyone, if if multiple people deal with the winter blues, then trying to figure out ways to make them more... Um, livable until spring comes is is not a bad thing to talk about Mm, then i totally planned that it was a topic (laughs) i planned uh it wasn't just me talking about being sad (laughs) um anyway uh, classroom or not tanya not yeah where do we start in the apartment hallway jack eric and sean's apartment hallway Oh. Jack is sitting in like a lounge chair right outside the door of oh, the apartment. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got like a coconut thing that he's drinking out of. And like this girl comes out and she's like, oh, is this where you study? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, why do you study out here? And he's like, so I can meet girls. And she just is like, okay, not into it. And he says, well, I don't know if she wasn't into it at all. But he says, I, I just want to meet pretty girls. And then the elevator opens up. And it pans up, up Eric's body in a in a, a in sparkly a dress, eighties prom dress. It yeah. was very like Josie Grossy in um, Never Been Kissed. It was adorable, and the audience is just like, Woo! and um, the girl goes, "Well, good luck with that." And Eric looks at her and he goes, "Hey, you're pretty." And she goes, "Back at you." <laughs> it was very cute. <laughs> it was cute. Um, so Jack starts asking Eric what the hell he's doing, and Eric says he pledged for a fraternity. He was walking down the street, and I don't know. He saw some girls, and he wanted to join this fraternity, and he, now he's being hazed, and he had to wear this dress. And Jack is like, aren't you incredibly humiliated? Which is like a kind of messed up thing to say. But Eric is so delightful. And he's walking into the apartment and he's just like, yeah, I'm humiliated because I spent $200 on this dress that I'm never going to get to wear again. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so it cuts back outside where Sean and Corey now are are in Jack's spot. And Sean is sitting there like this is this is the college life. And um, another girl walks out, and her name is Jennifer, and um, he's you, they start talking, and she's like, so are you in this, uh, what is it, psychology class? Some, some sort of psychology class, Something yeah. like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Because he's holding Jack's book. And... Um, I assume it was Jack's book. Which would then... Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to the classroom <laughs> and Jack's not there. Anyway... Um, and she's like, oh, okay, we'll see you there. Or I look forward to seeing you there or something. She's very flirty with him and he's just like smitten and she gets in the elevator and he turns around and he's just like, 
I've only been here for like two weeks and already I've got a college girlfriend. Yeah. So now we cut to uh, history class. Now classroom or not? Classroom. Yeah. Feeney's teaching. Mm-hmm. He asks, what is wrong with this sentence? And I was writing, so I didn't get to see what the sentence was. <laughs> me too. I was looking down at my notes like, oh, I hope I have this because I hope she doesn't ask me. She... <laughs> Um, Topanga immediately raised her hand and was like, I know what's wrong with it. And Feeney's like, well, you know, I really appreciate your input. You're already 10 for 10. So let's let someone else answer this. Mr. Matthews, what's wrong with this sentence? And Topanga goes, um, he's not going to know this one. And Corey's like, see, she's 11 for 11. And then he goes to Sean. Right. And Sean is cutting coupons? Something like that. Yeah, Sean's cutting coupons, I think. And Mr. Feeney goes over and berates him and is just like, what are you doing? Uh, You're not taking this class seriously. And um, what are you going to do when it's time to go to college? And Sean goes, "Uh, I'm not going to college. So here we are. Again. At this age old conundrum. Sean not wanting to go to college. Feeney being disappointed in Sean. It's almost like we keep driving around in circles. Class is over. Uh, Sean, or yeah, Sean leaves the room. So Corey goes over to Mr. Feeney. He's like, Mr. Feeney, I'm worried about Sean. And Mr. Feeney's just like, ah, me too. And Corey says, like, can't you do something to help him? And Hmm. Feeney's just like, I have done a million things to try to help him. And there's nothing I can do anymore, which is a good point. Um, And uh, a also a good point is that when like a 16 or 17 year old has lost interest in things, pushing it down their throats is not helpful. Like mm-hmm. they have to figure it out somehow on their own. Right. So I think that's probably where Feeney was going was just like, look, like I've done what I can. Now he has to figure it out. Right. So we, we go now to the, the college hallway, which looks just like, just the, high like the high school hallway. hallway. Uh, and they're passing out uh, Jack. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Eric is mm-hmm. passing out big yellow flyers and Jack walks up to him. Right. And as Eric's passing out, he's like, big frat party. This is the address. Big frat party. This is where it is. Come to the frat party. And then Jack comes up and like grabs the flyer. And he's like, this is at our apartment. And Eric's like, yeah, it's our fraternity. You were right. I didn't like the hazing and in order to not go through that anymore we're making our own fraternity out of our apartment and jack is like what's the dean gonna do when he finds out about this and eric says what do you mean the dean loves me and i love him we're best friends and as he says that the dean comes out of the his office and he's just like what's going on here who's passing out flyers and he grabs a flyer and he reads it and he's like what fraternity is this and he complains about how everybody pl- passes out flyers now now that kinko's opened up every <laughs> just to date the show a little bit now kinko's is finally here and it's ruining flyers kinko's was like a huge thing mm-hmm. like it's so crazy to me how much of a big thing kinko's was my mom like worked in our church for years and most of it was volunteer but they were constantly sending her out to kinko's to get things done and it just blows my mind that for what like five or six years people couldn't survive without a kinko's Mm -hmm. yeah because you what are you gonna do you can't print out 150 copies of something you can if you're a church and you have a xerox machine why were they going to kinko's I don't know. I don't either. Why are you why are you uh dunking on your your mom's church from 30 years ago? First of all, this wasn't 30 years ago. This was in 1997. Last week. <laughs> they still go to the only known Kinkos in the world. It's in Manassas. Look, I'm sure there's Kinkos out there. I'm sorry that my wife just offended all the Kinkos workers out there. Whatever. <laughs> Um, anyway, the Dean looks at the flyer and he has a discussion with Eric about, uh, the fact that Eric is starting a fraternity or part of this fraternity. And the Dean is like, oh, really? Then what's this fraternity's name? And Eric's just like, uh, uh, Magnum Pi. And he's like, um, I don't believe you. This isn't real. And, um... Is this where they say who the alumni are? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, but the dean grabs a student and he goes, hey, have you heard about this Magnum Pi? And it's the the 
student is wearing a shirt where on the back it says Magnum P.I. from the show. Uh Uh-huh. So obviously that's where Eric got it from. The kid just shakes his head and walks away, doesn't say anything because he didn't get paid to be an actor today. Mm. Um, So now we go back to history class. Where with Mr. Feeney, with Corey, with Sean. Oh, not with Sean, is it? Where, where's Sean? Uh, well, Corey's trying to figure that out. He's trying to cover for Sean for not being there. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to Topanga about how he has to write a note from one of Sean's parents or he'll get in trouble. Sean doesn't live with his parents. Correct. But I don't know how that works. If you're 17 and you're living with your older brother, like, does if, your older brother write it for you? I Even if he's so. only, like, 18? If if Jack is, like, 18 or 19 and he's basically the guardian of this kid who lives with him, then it would be him. Not, the, like, essentially, Sean's parents wouldn't know whether he was in and out of school or whether he has appointments or whatever. Right. They've left him to fend for himself. So... But anyway, so Corey is like, all right, I've got to write this note for Sean for like saying it's from his parents. Uh, How do you spell Sean? And Topanga looks at him like he's crazy. Feeney walks in and he's like, S-H-A-W-N. Now, where is he? And uh, now we go back to the college. But now we're like in the college classroom. We've never seen this classroom before. We have not. And since... You know, um, Sean got this book from Jack. Jack must surely be in there waiting for him. Well, maybe because Jack's book was missing. He was like, I can't go to class because Sean has his book. <laughs> yeah. So Sean goes into the classroom to find the girl that from apartment 3B. Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer. Was it 3B this time or was it 3C this it was time? 3B. Mm. I feel like everyone always lives in I 3B. I thought so. How many people live in that apartment? Maybe, maybe it's a party apartment. I lived in an apartment when I was 21. With um, me and two dudes. It was a one-bedroom apartment. First, it was me and two dudes. Uh, We had two beds in the bedroom, and one of our friends slept on the couch in the living room, but he stapled up curtains up along the wall, on the ceiling. I'm guessing you guys did not get your security deposit back for that I don't know. I think we eventually got evicted. Um, And then one of our other friends wanted to move in with us and there's no room except we had a nice decent closet so he paid us a hundred bucks a month just to sleep in our closet um did he have a bed in there he had like a hammock cot thing um and then i got a girlfriend and then the other guy in my room got a girlfriend and then the guy on the couch i mean in the living room got a girlfriend so it was four dudes three girls living in a one-bedroom apartment and rent was only about a thousand bucks a month, so we're splitting that multiple ways. That was nice. That's illegal. Oh, I know. It was also a party apartment, so people were just in there all the time. There were dozens of people in there often. You know, the thing about all the time you just brought it up is the fact that when you party in an apartment, it's like uh, earth-shattering noise. You got people on all sides of you. Like once, I had a th- like third-floor apartment, so we had people under us. And on either side of us. And we were partying and loud all of the time. And, like, it's so awful. Like, party apartments are not good. Yeah. So, I I, feel. I I don't... I'm not proud of it. I was 21. Yeah, me too. I did the same thing. It was my first time living away and, and trying out life. And things got crazy for a little bit. And then I had a kid and things got less crazy for a long time. So, anyway, now we go back to the college classroom. Um, so Sean's like trying to talk to Jennifer and he gets told to sit down by the teacher. So he goes and he finds a seat right next to her and the teacher starts talking and asking like deep philosophical questions. And he asks Jennifer like what her thoughts on this is. And she gives kind of like a not really thought out answer, just kind of like a textbook answer. And he's like, no, like I need you to like like think outside of the box for this one and he's like you and points at sean well he's asking it's a philosophical question it's about the dog and is there two bowls to choose from and and i i don't remember the whole details now and i can't i can't look at my notes because our dog isn't here and sitting on my lap so so it's something about like 
would he eat from the right bowl or the left bowl? And Sean's like, does it matter? Like he, he would eat before he starves. And like, if you put food in front of someone, they're going to eat it before they starve. Right. And the, the professor is all like, Oh, we got a big thinker over here. You're going right to Oppenheimer. (laughs) Schopenhauer. You're going right to Schopenhauer's theory. Um, and the girl is like so impressed with Sean. She's like, tutor me. And oh, no, not now. But she's, she is really impressed. She's like giving him like she come says, hither look. She's like, Schopenhauer, this is graduate yeah. level stuff. And of course, Sean gets a big head. Who wouldn't? And he feels super smart, which he never really has before. And so with good reason, he gets a big head. But now we go back to the hallway in high school uh, where Sean is writing a paper and Corey comes up to him about missing class and he's not going to cover for him anymore. And Sean is like, whatever, I'm writing my college paper on uh, hop shop and I forget again. Anyway, he's writing his philosophy paper instead of writing the paper for Feeney's class. And Corey's just like, I don't I can't help you anymore. And he goes to class. And I think we were in like the senior lounge or whatever. And I guess that's right outside of Feeney's classroom door because they go into class. Well, Corey goes into class. Right after telling Sean, I'm not going to cover for you anymore. And um, Mr. Feeney's like, okay, where's Mr. Hunter? And he's just like, I I don't know. This is Alaska. Yeah. He starts making up things and um, Feeney tells him like, you know what, because of this, you're going to have to write a 500-word paper on what we're learning right now. And Corey's like, that's not, like, that's not fair. And Mr. Feeney's like, okay, a thousand words. And Topanga's like, you're being really hard on Corey. Like, he didn't even do anything wrong. He's in class. And she says, and he always waters your plants for you when you're out on vacation. And Feeney's like, "Uh uh-huh, 2,000 words. Both of you. And then... Um, they start arguing again. He's like, all right, well, now the whole class has to do this assignment too. So everyone's mad. He's like, maybe now you guys, someone can tell me where Mr. Hunter is. And the entire class points out to the hallway, except for Corey. And uh, Feeney goes out and Sean's working on this college paper on the couch, like right outside of Feeney's door. And... Um, you know, Mr. Phoenix says, like, it's time for you to come to class. Like, you know, what are you doing out here? And he's like, I'm writing my philosophy paper. Or I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Well, he doesn't say he's writing a philosophy paper. He's like, I don't have to go to class. And... Feeney is basically like, why are you being rebellious against this? And he's like, I'm not. I'm exercising my free will. And Feeney is just like, okay, well, I'm exercising my free will now and you're suspended. And Sean is like, uh, you're suspending me? And he's like, yeah. And when you're suspended, you can't be on school property. So you need to leave now. And Corey is just flabbergasted. And, and Sean leaves. And Corey is like, Mr. Feeney, you can't do this. And he's like, uh, I, di- I didn't do this to him. He did this to himself. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, but it's Sean. And Mr. Feeney like, gets a sad look on his face. And he goes, I know. And walks away. And then we go to the apartment hallway where... Yeah, where Eric is nailing letters to the door to make it look like a real fraternity. And the elevator opens and Jack comes out in a dress. And the whole crowd goes, woo! But Jack is not happy wearing a dress. So it's not the same situation as Eric's situation. And um, Jack is just like, well, I... I don't want to be a part of a fake fraternity. I went ahead and pledged for the real the real fraternity. And he says something about how he's upset. And Eric goes, yeah, you're upset. I'm upset. You took that out of my closet. And um, as they're standing there and uh, talking about how the dean loves Eric more than Jack and all of this stuff, the dean comes out of the elevator. And he's like, I've looked all over the place. I have called my colleagues in Hawaii trying to figure out, you know, where this fraternity comes from. No one's ever heard of it. So I don't believe you. This party is off. Like you can't have it. Eric makes some comment about how like, we're not actually, we don't have a, a, a char, a chapter in Oahu. It's in like Hamalama Ding Dong or something yeah. like that. And, um, the Dean is like, is there any credible source 
for this fraternity, like, to let me know that it exists. And Jack all of a sudden goes, yeah, uh, celebrity alumni. And the dean is just like, okay, and who? And um, he's like, uh, the love boat. The love boat. It's, uh, what are their names? Ted Lance and Bernie Capel from wow, good the love pull. boat. Good pull. You didn't write that down? No, I wrote down <laughs> Ted and Bernie, but you wrote down last names. <laughs> um, and the dean is like, oh, I love the love boat. Uh, I expect to see them at the party. So the dean is now going to the frat party because he wants to meet the love boat people. And um, as he gets in the elevator, he says, oh, and I knew you were Jack the moment you started talking. Because he had walked out and Jack, it was just like Jack from behind, like wearing a dress. And he had implied that he was looking for him because he thought he was cute. Oh. Anyway, anyway so now we go back to the, the college classroom where Eric, I mean, where Sean is sitting with Jennifer and he's like doing the whole like, I'm so smart. Thing. Well, he's got like all of these like cute girls surrounding him. And this is when Jennifer's like, tutor me. Because he's like, well, the, the trick is you got to read it in its original German to understand it. And she's like, tutor me. Ew. Ew. <laughs> uh, and then Corey comes in and he's like, Sean, you've got to, you've got to like come back to class now. you got to talk to Feeney. And Sean's like, can you please leave? Like, this is my gig. You need to leave. Yeah. Um, and the, the professor sees another new face in the crowd. So he's like, um, all right, the meaning of life, um, life and mortality. What, what is it? And he looks at Corey. And Corey's like, um, I, I don't, I don't belong here. And he's like, he's like, I'm just visiting. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, just visiting? Like, we're just all visitors in this life? And Corey's like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And he's like, no! He like screams at yeah. him. He's like, that's stupid! And, um, then he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, like... You know, we always get these people in here who really should just be back in high school (laughs) and they don't think critically like they're just like spouting off the first thing that comes to their head. And Corey's face is just like so perfect. And then he goes to go pass out the papers. He's like, all right, and here are your graded papers. And I didn't even get yours, mister. Well, he (laughs) says that. So he hands the papers out and he hands Sean his and he's like, and I was very surprised by yours. And Sean was like, oh, okay, really? And he's like, yeah, I really expected more from you. And Sean got an F. And Corey is like, do you know how long he, how hard he worked on that? And the teacher's like, quiet. I didn't even get yours. Oh, yeah. So Sean turns back to Corey and he's like, look, there, this is a mistake. And Corey's like, yeah, you shouldn't be in this class. And he goes, no, this paper is a mistake. I worked so hard on this. He, there had to be something wrong. And he goes up to talk to the professor and he goes, look, I, I, this is wrong. I know my stuff. I know that this stuff is right. And the professor says, yeah, but uh, you, you got the ideas, but the structure was bad. The, the- grammar was bad. It was very poorly written. And he says, look, I'm not here to teach you the basics. I'm here to teach you college. Um, you should have learned the basics a long time ago. Um, and so Sean is very dejected. And um, the teacher turns to Corey, who's about to follow Sean out. And he's just like, and I expect, or he says something about Schopenhauer. He goes, you, Schopenhauer. And Corey goes, me, leaving. leaving. So now we go back to the apartment. Um, where they are attempting... It's party time. It's party time in the party apartment. Which their apartment is large, Huge. and there's room for parties there. Mm-hmm. But... Well said. But there are people living underneath of them that probably don't appreciate this party, except that it's very close to the college, and probably everyone's partying at this apartment building. Yeah. But there's probably, like, one elderly couple who's just trying to live their lives in the apartment that they've lived in forever. Do we know Do we know what floor they're on? I would assume three. It has to be. Because it has an elevator. But I thought when they talked about 3B, they said upstairs in apartment 3B. Yeah, but the girl, Jennifer, absolutely came out of an apartment on the floor. Right. And there's no, like, so they're not on the first floor because an elevator comes up to them. In so a show. no reason. That is famous for its continuity and. <laughs> there's no reason for anyone. Linear from, timelines. Like if, it, like, if they're on the second floor, 
there's no reason that people would just get off on the third floor. Get so anyway, they're they're trying to throw this apartment and throw this party in the apartment. <laughs> trying to throw an apartment. It's real tough. It's very heavy. Um, plus, what is an apartment really? Now we're back in philosophy class. Um, no, uh, Mister whatever Dean. The Dean. Dean Borax. Yeah. <laughs> no, Borax is a cleaner, right? Yeah, Dean Borax. Oh, okay. Isn't Borax from like? space ghost oh you know what i think you're right no yes i don't know i feel like borak is in space ghost i used to watch space ghost all the time but now it seems like such a long time ago it was when i lived in a party apartment this episode has been the hardest to kind of like have a coherent thought through because we've had to stop recording so many times because of our animals and my life is ridiculous when we started this podcast we had two dogs (laughs) And that is it. I thought you meant today. (laughs) Like, somehow over the course of the day, we've acquired more animals, which is what it feels like. It feels like there are more animals here than there were an hour ago when we started this podcast. That's right. I said an hour ago. We're only 30 minutes into the podcast, but we did start recording an hour ago. (laughs) Because we run a petting zoo in our backyard. (sighs) Okay. All right. So he's throwing an apartment and Dean Borax comes in and, <laughs> and the Dean is like, oh, what? Uh, you know what, guys? The jig is up. Like, I know that there's no real. This isn't a real fraternity. Do I look like a clown to you? Do I look like Dean Bozo to you? Which they find very funny. But then the door knocks and oh, wait, no. He says there's a whistle. Well, he says, you know what really fries my butt? That uh, you guys used the love boat to try to win me over, and I love the love boat. And those people aren't really going to be here. And Jack pulls out a whistle that looks like the Mario Infinity whistle to (laughs) take you to another land, and he blows on it. And in come Ted Lance and Bernie Capel from the love boat. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they come in and Dean Borak is just like, oh my goodness, you're really here. I'm a big fan, blah, 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 blah. And then he looks at Jack and Eric and he's like, hey, so um, you paid these people to be here and this is still not a real fraternity, so it's closed as of tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, uh, Dean walks over to the Love Boat guys and he's like, now you guys are coming with me. My mom needs to meet you. She's a big fan. And they're like, uh, we only make one appearance a night. And he's like, no, you have to come with me. So Eric and Jack now are like, you know what? As of tomorrow, we're not a real fraternity. But tonight we are. Girls, let's get to the closet. What? Yeah. Girls, let's get to the closet? I assume. Is this like a closet like your friend lived in on a cot? (laughs) Maybe. I thought maybe like... It's it's like a whole nother apartment. Like a seven minutes in heaven thing. But But all of them? They're in college. If you want to make out in college, you can just make out in college. You don't need a room and a game to do it. That's true. Um... But we wouldn't know that because we never went to college. Maybe college people still like to play seven minutes in heaven with two guys and 35 girls. You don't think any... Uh, of my parties in my apartment involved college students. There wasn't a lot of seven minutes in heaven. There was a lot of other stuff. Seven minutes on your friend's couch and seven minutes on your friend's cot in the closet. Seven minutes in my door is locked. You guys can't come in here. Yeah. (laughs) Seven minutes in the bathtub because there's nowhere else to sit. I had so many people walk in on me naked in that apartment. I am very upset with what you just said right now. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, not for any nefarious reasons. Like I would get out of the shower and there would just be people. It's like having children. Yeah, except my children have not seen me naked. Thank God. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? So now we're in the backyard. Feeney's in his backyard. Amy and Alan... Are, and Corey are walking through their backyard and Amy's just like, George, we just got back from glaciers. Would you like a yogurt? When you go to a frozen yogurt place, you get enough frozen yogurt for the people that you're buying for. Maybe she always gets extra because she wants to give one to Feeny. Oh, that and would be so sweet. Yeah. If we had a Feeny next door neighbor, we probably would do that. Oh, yeah. So he, Corey grabs Amy and he like whispers in her ear and you just see him like, mm-hmm. and then she goes, 
why can't I offer him my yogurt? And he's like, you do not understand the concept of a whisper. So he says, well, we're upset with him because he suspended Sean. And Alan is like, you suspended Sean? Not my boy. Not my boy. <laughs> and uh, Corey ex- or Mr. Feeney kind of explains real quick what happened. And, and Amy is like, hey, it sounds like... Sean did this to himself. Yeah. Um, and Corey's like, but he won't give Sean another chance. And then Sean comes walking into the backyard and he's like, he's given me a bunch of chances. And, um, so they start talking to Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney's like, look, Art, do you want to come back to class? Like, is this something that you want? And Sean says, yes. And he's like, okay, well then you can. But the problem was, is that you didn't want to be there. And Sean explains, like, I was in college, Mr. Feeney. Like, I was doing college classes. And well, I... Corey says, did you know he was taking college classes? Yeah. Corey was being annoying. But um, Sean explains, like, what he was doing. And Mr. Feeney's like, really? You And you did a you did a paper. Let me read your paper. And Sean is like, nah, it's bad. I, it's an F. It's just another F. And he's like, come on, let me let me see it. So he reads it. And he says, well, you've got some good ideas, but... The whole thing is one sentence. Yeah. Um, and he's like, but that's why you're in class with me. I'm teaching you the basics. You have to have these basics down before you go to college. But when you do go to college, you're going to do a great job because this is a college paper. Yeah. And Sean says, like, this. that was the first time like I felt like I, I could see myself in college. And Corey's like, I always saw you in college. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney's like, I did too. And then it pauses with Sean standing there holding his paper for like 25 minutes <laughs> as one credit sat on the screen. And then it goes to the credits scene where the Love Boat people are sitting at the table um, with the Matthews family, the whole Matthews family is like gathered around and they're like, okay, well, it's time for us to go. And they're all like, no, just stay for one more story. Just one more story. And they're like, no, we really have to get going. And Amy's just like, please, just one more story. And they're like, okay, all right, just one more story. And it looks like they're about to start talking, but then they don't. And it shifts over to Amy, who's like, when Corey was six years old. And they're like, we heard this one already. She's like, well, I'm telling it again. And they start to get up. And Alan's like, my son paid you. You're going to sit and listen to my wife tell this story again. And they're like, the second time in six hours? And that's... And they make some comment about how, like... They're crazy. They say they're love boat stalkers. And it pans over to Morgan and she goes, how would you like to live here? (laughs) (laughs) It really reminded me of first Morgan, the way she said it. Yeah. Uh, Um, And that was it. That was it. Um, It only took us like an hour and a half to tie up that episode. Tanya? Yes. How'd you feel about the episode? I felt nothing. Like... I didn't hate it. Because the winter winter blues? No. (laughs) Like, it was just a whole lot of nothing. Like, it was just a sitcom episode. There was nothing new about it. There was nothing special about it. There was nothing awful about it. And there was nothing great about it. It was just an episode. And it was... I think that's what's disappointing about this season so far, is that we have spent so much time dissecting these, like, deep, um, teachable, like, episodes, and from the beginning of season five, we're just kind of getting these, like, ho-hum snoozers, and, um, I mean, not that there weren't bright spots, there were some funny things. We've talked before about the whole, like, boys dressing as girls thing and it not being done well, but I felt like the way that Eric was... I th- it was great. I think overall it was fine. There were no yeah. jokes made. Like, we're one episode removed from terrible gay jokes. Right. And in this episode, we've got two guys who dressed up as girls, and it really wasn't treated poorly. Right. It was, I mean, it, when a fraternity hazes and that's a thing that they do, I think that that's not okay. But right. But at agree. the same time, it's what they did, and it's not the worst thing they ever did, because right. people die in hazings. Right. But, um... You know, Jack was clearly uncomfortable with it, but like Eric loved it and has dressed in his closet. And 
that's great. Like mm-hmm. he's he likes dressing as a girl, and that's fantastic. Eric was a delight in this episode. I loved him so much. I felt like we were back to like old delightful Eric. It made me very happy. Um, Corey again is such a side character, but every line he delivered was perfect. So there were bright spots, but otherwise it was very bland. And that's how I felt about it. Good. How did you feel about this episode? Well, I mean, so I, I kind of feel the same way. There wasn't a whole lot to it. It was just kind of a fun sitcom episode. Uh, my least favorite part of the episode was when our three pigs escaped and <laughs> nine of our dogs started barking. And <laughs> Please don't call animal control on us. We only have one pig and two dogs. Feels like so much more. Um but I think overall the episode was it was fun to watch. It's not fun to talk about. Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't anything terrible about it. Um, it we're we are not learning anything new. Like you said, we're rehashing kind of the Sean College story again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the Eric and Jack stuff though. Um, I I think it was funny. Right. Um, there wasn't much to that either. Right. And the way that Disney made it seem like that was the A plot was weird because right. it wasn't. Right. Disney Plus. Yeah. And which, by the way, is getting some really cool shows. Can't <laughs> like wait to talk about 500 those. 500 of them. Um, But. And we're not going to watch any of them. I'm going to watch all of them. Well, we're going to watch WandaVision for sure because I can't Hell wait yeah. for that WandaVision one. WandaVision looks so damn good. Yeah. Um, look forward to our WandaVision sidecast in the future. Um, now, uh, but, and my favorite moment of the whole show was Morgan's joke at the end. So, um, it was very good. That was the only time I think I laughed out loud, but the, the episode was fine. It was good. Not a whole lot to talk about. This is a podcast where we talk about a show. So, um, it's kind of disappointing, but it's not a disappointing episode. Yeah. Like, it's not one I would ever want to watch again. It was boring. I mean, I'll watch it again if, if like, we're watching season five. I'm not going to skip this episode. So far, I don't think I'm ever going to watch season five again. Um, We will, because we're going to get to some good stories. Yeah. I think. I have faith in this crew. Maybe they just, they weren't ready for season five, and they just had some, like, other people come in mm-hmm. and write a bunch of stuff real quick. Right. To, to start production on season five Mm -hmm. and then they had their their core writers writing stuff upcoming right i i do think and i know um some of our friends on our facebook group you know pointed out that this episode didn't really age well and stuff and i think one of the things that doesn't age well at all ever is fraternity nonsense like right like that stuff is so archaic and so damaging to people and while you know, Eric handled it well. Jack was humiliated and not with good reason. Like it, the fraternity stuff, fraternities are ugly. <laughs> they yeah. just are. Um, and it's, you know, a result of classism and it's a result of patriarchy and it's just a lot of nonsense. So yeah, we got to the opinions. We well, got our opinions this episode. I think one of you were talking about your expectations for cyberpunk and I went into this because we had some listeners posting about how they had already watched this episode and how it didn't age well and it it wasn't it was like their least favorite. And um, so I went into it thinking like, is this going to be like heinous? And you said maybe- heinous. <laughs> and so maybe I would have thought it was worse if I hadn't gone into it with the expectation that it was going to be like flabbergasting. But for the most part, like I feel like every sitcom had this episode and they were all boring. Yeah. Futurama had a really good fraternity episode, but that's because <laughs> they were making fun of the whole thing. Frater- uh, I was about to say fraternities are great. Futurama is great. Futurama does everything right. Mm-hmm. Robot house. Look forward to my future on my sidecast. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We can't even get through this one. It's true. Um, anyway, so anything else you'd like to say about it? Uh, no. Okay. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and then click join and Alden will let you in. And you can also email us. At bmgmbmw at gmail.com. And you can find our Twitter. 
at BMG and BMW on Twitter, which I've gotten really bad at social media, guys. 2020 has been a roller coaster. I'm going to get better at it, I think. I don't know. I, I read a whole thing this morning about how like they did a study on social media and how damaging it is for depression. And it's like like 60% higher after like normal social media usage. I definitely, definitely see how that is 100% true. Right. Um, especially this year. And this year has been so hard on social media. It, and part of that is there are people who are, you know, losing their jobs and, and losing people and um, going through tragedy. And then they get on social media and they see people having huge parties right. and they see people going to rallies and not wearing masks and all of this. And it seems like all of the tragedy that they've gone through is for nothing or even as simple as the fact that they've their kids have been our kids have been not in school and and but even so what the article was talking about is like even the people who are out having a great time are still comparing themselves against other people who are out having a great time Mm -hmm. and like you're seeing the parts of everybody's life that they want to show you whether that's the depressing parts or whether that is the overly exciting parts so your life just feels like well i just kind of sat here today well they did too until like 3 p.m. when they went out and did that one thing and then came back home like right so yeah but what I was saying is is that the right now for those of us who are being extra careful and not going out and not doing things we get online and we see people congregating and going against mandates and and all in the name of freedom And it makes it feel like everything that everyone else is doing to try to calm this virus down or this pandemic down is for nothing. And I think that is so hard. And that is why social media is the devil right now. Well, it's more than that. Like, it's just in general, like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to navigate social media unless you have a different... Unless you have that thought in your mind, like, oh, their their life isn't as good as they're making it out to be, right. or whatever. Um, anyway, social media. To find us on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say before we go? Because I think we're about done. Nope. Thank you for joining us, class. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 4. Class dismissed.